What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you again for joining me on another episode of this new Creative Spotlight. As always, I'm your boy, Chris, bringing the amazing creators from around the world straight to you. Before we jump into anything, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Creators Near You and subscribe to our channel so you never miss any of our future content. Today, we have the pleasure of talking to my man, Brian Ng, a.k.a. Bing, the creator of Bing Box Artography. He's an amazing photographer and filmmaker, and he has graced us with his presence today. Bing, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, man, that's too much. It's too much praise, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here, to be honest. Yeah, for sure, bro, for sure. As always, the first thing you want to do, obviously, I know you. We've known each other for a couple of years now, um, but we want to make sure the audience knows about you. So please let them know who you are, where you're from, and what you do. All right, so my name is Brian Ng, and uh, I'm from New York. I started my photography career in New York, and uh, that was about, I would say, six or seven years ago now. Um, started with photography, and now I'm also into videography from since like 2018. Uh, I've been doing a lot of that freelance. I've been working for a bunch of different types of companies, big and small. I've worked for uh, celebrities, divas. I've worked for um, education companies. I've worked for um, Japanese brands, advertising, that kind of stuff. So I've done all sorts of stuff here and there, whatever I can get my hands on, basically. Sure. Sure. Absolutely, man. I mean, you are a man of many talents and you are so good at everything you do. I've always had a great respect for your work. Obviously, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, you took my first family photos. Thank you again for that. Those photos will live on forever in our albums and on our wall. So, so um, yeah, for sure. You know, dude, like you are so good at what you do. The first thing I really want to get into and the thing I personally would want to know is, what type of equipment do you use to get some of the stuff that, you, that you're getting these days? Because, I mean, the quality of the work that you put out is so high. And I just really want to know, like, what it is that you're actually using to accomplish that. Right. Um, so when I first started, I was using uh, Canon DSLRs, uh, Canon 7D, Canon 5D Mark III. <clears throat> that, was more, that was more in, like, the phase of, like, I need to be a real photographer. I need to have a really, like, serious camera, serious lenses, that kind of thing. And then as I started to shoot more and do more photography, get more into what I really love doing, I kind of started honing my, my choices down. And so now I use, uh, I've, I've gone through multiple cameras, video and photo, um, but right now I'm using a Sony a7 III. Um, and it's been my daily driver for the last like three years or so now. Um, and it's been a great camera. It's basically like, I've narrowed my camera down to that camera and three lenses. And I've basically been using those three lenses over and over for every job um, for the last like two, three years now. Uh, Sony lenses, Sony kit. Yeah, that's great, man. I mean, it, that's one of the big things that I believe in, especially in the modern era, is that the equipment that we have access to right now um, is so is so high, you know what I mean? And not just is it high, the affordability has gone down significantly where it's actually within our grasp. Um, and the things that I really see out of the work that you do is just like, I would compare it to any type of professional marketing or advertising campaigns that I ever see anybody filming. Um, and I think the big difference is a couple of years ago, that type of quality of work wasn't achievable because either yeah. the gear was too expensive or the, um, the cameras weren't as high quality. Uh, so I think that that's kind of really pioneered us to put us in the position to make the type of things that we create now at a level that is, at, you know, that is achievable for us. I absolutely agree. I think that having like equipment is great. 
I mean, but the the barrier to entry now is so low that's like anyone can do it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that like the more photographies we photographers we have, videographers, musicians, whoever, you know, like everything is so accessible now. Like, I mean, people can get video and audio equipment, you know, like you're into audio equipment, like stuff is so accessible to creators now. And we were, you were talking to Remy a few episodes back and, you know, like drones themselves. Imagine getting like movie cinematic quality drone footage 10 years ago. No one yeah. would do that. Insane. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's really, a, the, uh, it really has ushered in the new era of what's possible. And I think what also peer, pairs into that is the, re the educational resources we have. I think the fact that people have things like YouTube and you have such a saturation of people yeah. that can go on to these places and say, hey, you know, you don't got to read the manual to learn about this. This is the actual way that you do this. This is how you tweak these settings. This is how you, you know, exposure and all these different things that you can do with these, uh, equip this equipment. And I think that that has also lend itself to people becoming way more proficient and being able to create quality work that yeah. is actually, you know, of really value. Um, you know, so on top of just the gear that you're using, you know, you've made a big move, obviously, from uh, New York, and I believe you're in, you're in Vietnam now, right? Is that, yes. is that correct? So you made that big move, and that is a, such a huge cultural shift from coming from a city like New York to this, you know, beautiful landscape and this different type of environment. Um, has that move over there, has it kind of changed the way that you work? Has it kind of enlightened you to any new um, experiences that has, you know, influenced your art thus far? Um, I would say in terms of like getting work, um, I would say maybe it's a little bit easier here. Uh, although like generally around the world, because like you said of the accessibility to equipment now and everything, um, there's a lot more photographers out there, you know, like, and that's not just in New York, but that's also in Vietnam and anywhere else, China, everywhere else. Um, so I would say like, in some ways it is easier to get work here just because the market is not as mature as it is in New York or Los Angeles or something like that. Um, but at the same time, it's difficult to convince uh, an immature audience per se um, to pay more for a quality product. Um, right now, like the media quality is not, you know, up there with Hollywood, let's say, or like even, you know, the fashion studios in New York, right? So, uh, it's it's more difficult for people to digest like a higher price for a higher quality of work and that's where that balance comes in where like are you doing this professionally to make a career and if so are you going to take this job even though you don't you know it doesn't pay as much you know or are you gonna like just suck it up and you're just gonna you know do it um but then maybe regret it you know you're not really sure you know you have to kind of find that balance of like who are you as an artist as opposed to who are you as a professional, you know, and making right. a living off of this. I think that you, that you really touch on a nerve there with, with, um, with that whole premise, because one of the things that I kind of find with most creatives, especially those who are trying to develop their catalog and develop a portfolio is that they find it really hard to strike a balance between how do I kind of put a price on the type of work that I do versus how much do I do for free or how much do I do for a lower cost? And I believe it's worth, um, just in the interest of getting the experience and, and the you know notoriety and everything, um, you know, was it now that at the level that you are now and kind of the exposure you've had, has that changed significantly for you? Like, do you value the price of your work higher now or do you still kind of do work for the love of the art? I would say, I mean, I think for any artist, it's like it's it's always 
like like you said it's still balanced it's so hard to say like you know yeah of course i charge more now for my work because i have a larger portfolio right and i have more experience and i know that i'm more valuable but sometimes you kind of like as any artist is just like you're not even sure if your work is good enough you know even some of the biggest artists out there you know selling like multi-platinum records and stuff they're just like i don't know if people are going to like this album you know like you're still unsure about this and you're like is it worth this or is it worth people paying this much money for it and i think it's it, that is still a struggle for me um i've slowly gradually like raised my prices but there are certain jobs where i'm like okay i'll like say a lower price just so i guarantee that job because i really want that job you know right well, you know, I think that seeing the quality of work that you have, and obviously we're going to show it in this interview, I mean, I think that anybody would pay the money for just the things that you that you create. Um, just because I, you know, I, like I said, and I'm not just saying this because I know you, I just think that the way that you kind of use, you use angles and you use slow-mo and you kind of really create a sense of dramatic experience with some of your shots, um, you, you've taken really ordinary images and you've been able to kind of make them really amazing and really cinematic in their own way um and a, a really talent that i think you have as well is that you have the ability to kind of bring the most out of people that aren't necessarily comfortable with that format like when we did our uh shoot together my wife and i and sage obviously she's a baby but we weren't really you know used to being shot and everything but you gave us the freedom to kind of just walk around and say just be yourselves and i'm gonna just get the moment you know, right, and I right. think that's a really um, unique trait of any photographer and filmmaker that you can kind of find those beautiful moments in what you're right. doing. I really appreciate that, especially because I, I find that in my work, I focus a lot on people and I focus a lot on uh, getting to know the people that I'm shooting and getting to know their characteristics and, you know, what they're into, what their interests are, what they're not into, um, what makes them comfortable, uncomfortable. Um, not only that, but also the actresses and actors I work with, you know, it's like, I get to know who they are as a person so I can know how to work with them. But then I have to, you know, kind of twist that into their character as well, you know? And so like, I, I really appreciate you saying that just because I find myself analyzing people a lot. And I love thinking about how people think and how people view other people. Uh, I love capturing like humanity in general, you know, more so than let's say landscapes or objects or you know, general beauty. I like that raw feeling of, of capturing people in general. Yeah, and it shows, man. I mean, it shows. It really does show in your work. Um, you know, what I've been seeing a lot of your work are these cinematic pieces. You know, do you have a team that you're working with these days? Do you have a couple people that you want to shout out as far as people you've met along the way? Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've met like some great people along the way. Like I, I work with a partner mostly, uh, Anthony, and that's who I run um, Infamous Studios with. We're mostly just like a just a freelance like we just do whatever we can get our hands on basically but uh we've been working together since i basically started filming he went to school for um directing and screenwriting and i was self-taught in terms of like um camera work and you know like equipment and that kind of stuff too um so that's why i've been director of photography um and so we 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 find people who we can collaborate with we find friends who are willing to help um, when you're a small studio, you just kind of get all the help that you can get, you know? Right. Of course. I mean, you got to grow that network. And, and that's yeah. kind of like what we're, what we're all about here with Canoe is just the idea that, you know, the resources are all out there. And there's so many people that are really strong in a particular skill or in a specific area. And then if you can kind of find those people and develop a network of people, a team, uh, you actually can develop something really special, a studio, you know, organization or anything. 
um, and create really quality work that is of value. Um, you know, I have a specific gear-based question for you because I as well am trying to increase my understanding of, you know, video capturing technology, you know, trying to experiment with different types of cameras and stuff, not for as high quality stuff as you do, but just for when I go out into the world and I meet people when I'm talking about canoe and stuff. Um, what is your opinion on stabilizers slash gimbals or things like that and, and lighting? Like, do you have any particular taste or preference to them or do you like to just keep it really natural? Um, I think it, it, this question comes up a lot for photographers and videographers. It's, it's the question of, uh, what kind of gear do you use, you know, and what kind of like, um, like what did you use to get this shot and stuff? And as a, as a student of the art, you know, like everyone's always asking and we always want to know, right. Um, I would say that, and I teach this in my university class as well, um, that everything that you do, uh, is for the shot basically so everything that you do and everything that you use is for the shot every single type of stabilizer gimbal um drone whatever you're using is all to serve the story and so if you feel like that equipment whether it's janky you know or if it's like really high quality or really smooth or whatever if that served that feeling that moment then that's what you use you know it could just be like a camera on top of a cardboard box if that's what serves that purpose you know what i mean um so like I've used all sorts of equipment. I've used like my equipment, which is like, you know, it's like amateur professional equipment. It's not like super crazy, but I've also used cinema cameras, the cameras that they use like to film like 1917 or like, you know, I've used that same camera as well. And it's all, it's all about knowing your craft and knowing how to operate the basics of photography and videography and then putting that into the picture. It's all for the story. Yeah, I, I think that's one really cool thing about all of this generation as well is that people are getting so experimental with the way that they use the gear that they have. Like, you know, the quality of like an iPhone camera is, you know, outstanding and, and people find really amazing ways to actually make the most of that camera and shoot, you know, full movies or shorts or things of that nature. Yep. Um, and, I, and I think that's really, like you said earlier, really kind of lends to this new generation of creation where everybody has the potential to create something. And I think a world injected with that much creativity and that much access is really going to pioneer a, a whole new generation of yeah, art and absolutely. creation. Um, you know, limitations in, in the creative community is like the number one thing that really stops people in their tracks sometimes. Yes. And absolutely. I think that in this era, you know, with all these things that we have at our, at our hands, I think it really is important that we continue to kind of evolve and adapt like the new things that come out and the new technologies we have right i mean it's the thing is that people used to have this taboo like artists used to have this taboo of like you know we're not supposed to like we're supposed to keep our industry secrets you know only if you like made it then am i going to tell you how i did it you know this isn't like but right now it's not really like i'm not a magician right i'm not trying to learn like a magic trick and you're not telling me what it is like this everything's so accessible and it's so much better for like like art and competition and and in general like just the whole aspect of art in general like it's so much better that more people are getting more creative and they have the ability to do that like without even thinking that they did you know like you said with an iphone or whatever it is you know like they're allowed to be creative and it's okay you know you don't have to judge like okay i'm a better photographer than you like it's great that people are even making art yeah and that's going to advance us 
100%, man. I, I, it's really great that this is actually happening and that people like us can actually have a conversation across two different mediums of creation, you know, because I, I also very much believe that, you know, every creative demographic kind of interconnects with each other. There's value on all sides. You know, it used to be that, you know, musicians only knew musicians or, or producers and it was kind of all very you know, singled off to each other. And one of the big beliefs that we have is just that, through your entire creative process, you're going to go through multiple creative checkpoints of, you know, and try to, you're going to have to know people in other type of creative fields to, you know, to give you, um, our, you know, music for your, you know, your project or to shoot a video for your music, you know, so anything like that. And I think that the more access we have to those type of resources, the more likely we are to continue to, you know, create our projects to completion and actually do yeah. all the things that we want to do with them, you know? hitting walls is the worst man <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, for any creative yeah for sure so um you know I, I spoke a lot about the work that you've been doing but i really want to hear from you about it like um you know what are some of the projects that you're really passionate about right now or some things that you've done in the recent memory that um that you're really excited about um well okay so i i i sent you earlier i sent um a video that i did with another director and filmmaker christina robago yes you also know true. Um, and she's phenomenal. She's just an amazing character in general, and she's a great person. And she's just so unbelievably talented that it just like blows my mind. Yeah. You know, like she started off as an extras actor, and then she decided that I'm gonna write my own script. And now she's like writing scripts for fun, you know. And then she made her own movie, yes. and she hired a crew and did her own thing. Like, come on, like. So I, I'm so happy and honored to always be in contact with her and, and watching her progress and having the ability to create short films with her. So I sent you that. Yes. Um, and then the project that I did earlier this year uh, was just like a passion project. Um, my wife and I, Gabby, um, we were making cookies for fun and we were just like selling cookies. And I was just like, hey, I have an idea. I talked to Anthony, my partner, and I was like, I wanna make an ad for these cookies. And he was like, all right, yeah, let's make a short film. And so we just went out and made a short film and that that was the first film and project that I made fully in Vietnamese. Um, and, and that's a big step for me as well, you know? So like learning all the ropes of having a slightly bigger crew of our own and managing all that kind of stuff, learning from all my mistakes. Like that was a great like learning experience for me. It's a huge project for me as well. It took like month, month and a half. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something I'm really proud of. And there's a lot of mistakes in that film. But at the same time, it was it's something that like we created ourselves, and I'm really happy with that. Um, anything else? Um, yeah, I've I've been working with another like production studio, a uh, bigger one, and recently I just did an ad for a Japanese like appliance company, and it's like a multi-million dollar appliance company, and we just did an ad for them. So I was a director of photography for that, and got to use cool big cameras and equipment and the whole crew and everything and I got to call the shots and it was just a lot of fun and hopefully I'll do more of that because that's what I'm more interested in. I'm really interested in creating stories in advertising because that was my major okay. in college was marketing. Oh, um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I learned photography and video by myself mm -hmm. on the side. So like my passion is actually combining those two things and being able to tell a message and give like these subliminal hints of like product, but also like having audiences understand why like these things are meaningful to them. Right. You know? Yeah, dude, I think that's great. I, I, and I love that you said that because it's, it's so 
great when I see someone that's taken a passion that doesn't necessarily relate to, you know, on paper relate to the art they create, but they find a way to kind of marry them together. And um, I love that because that's kind of like what we did with Canoe, where I, you know, started as a music, musician, producer, and then I kind of saw that there was this need for the creative communities to actually connect with each other. So I kind of took those two passions and kind of figure out a way to make them work together, which I think is what you're doing right. with that, you know? Um, and then also, like, the thing I wanted to ask you was, like, as far as your future ambitions and everything, so you want to kind of eventually transition to be able to kind of shoot more like advertisement based things that kind of really have this human element I assume because that's kind of what you like to focus on um, and I think that's really great because that's kind of what you see all of marketing transition to they're very much mm -hmm. more like human based very much more really pull on the heartstrings sometimes even if it's not necessarily deep um, you know related product you know so I right. think you're right I think you're right on that same path yeah yeah I'm so excited because because of that, because things are leaning more towards storytelling. We have more outlets and more, more opportunities to, to tell stories through basically anything. Um, things don't have to be black and white. They don't have to be like a normal ad anymore, you know? And, and that's something I'm really passionate about, like transforming, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I, do you, so do you see like, you know, let's, let's, jump in a time issue real fast and let's travel 10 years down the line. Let's just say where, where is, you know, Bing Box Artography, where is Brian Inc. at 10 years from now? Um, I mean, hopefully still directing short films, still directing advertisements, being part of like big creative teams and kind of being able to share my vision and my, and my hard work in terms of like studying the craft and that kind of thing. Um, director of photography for, almost like any project I would, I would love to be, you know, I'd love to be there uh, alongside like a great director or something like that, you know, um, whether it's like a, a small short ad or like a full on short film, a, a TV series, like that's, that's where I want to be. Absolutely, man. I mean, dude, you are absolutely on your way and I expect nothing but great things from all the things you create. Um, do you eventually um, have, and are you anticipating that you're going to be staying in Vietnam for the foreseeable future? Do you ever want to kind of come back and try to see what you can do out here in New York? Or do you kind of feel like you've found a niche and you want to stay out there and continue to build upon that? I mean, there's multiple reasons why I would want to stay here, you know, in terms of like family and things like that as well. Um, but I think being here and seeing the creative industry grow here i think it's really amazing to be part of that you know because although like things in the us they're they're what you would call mature right of course they're still pushing the envelope with you know cgi and things like that but um seeing like a country find its own way in terms of uh like videography and film and things like that and trying to figure things out and being part of that and being able to contribute to that I think it's really fun and, and rewarding to be part of that here, you know, and that's why I see myself here for a little bit longer, you know. Super exciting, man. Yeah, man, I, I see you right at the beginning of this amazing, you know, evolution of this entire region that, you know, is, it, you know, has such beauty already naturally in it. And I think that it's really awesome that someone can come from a whole different part of the world and come there and try to find, you know, a way to really bring that out and give it exposure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, dude, if you found a way there to do that and you're bringing the most out of it, then I would say 100% stay there and keep pushing on with it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. 
Yeah, man. Um, dude, you are such an amazing person, and I've I've always had so much respect for your work and respect for you as a person. So I am Thank so grateful you so that much. you took the time to be here with me today. Make sure you follow Bing and check him out on all the social media links we provided down below. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Creators Near You. That's Creatives Near You for all the amazing things we have coming your way. There's so much, so much goodness coming your way, and uh, we cannot wait to let you guys know about it. You do not want to miss out. You want to be the first person to know about it. As far as this video, you know what you need to do. Make sure you like this video. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you leave us a comment. Make sure you just do whatever you can to spread the word of what Canoe is about because we are trying to change the landscape of the creative communities around the world. As always, I'm your boy, Chris, of Canoe. Make sure you always connect, collab, create. Thank you.